are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're getting back into really kind of my terrain, and I think what a lot of you guys all want to hear about, and that is Arizona basketball and Arizona basketball recruiting. Now, for the last year, it's been kind of weird because obviously you've had COVID, tournaments haven't been the way they have, but you know what? For the first time, we had a big tournament up in Phoenix this past weekend with a lot of things that you all need to know about. And we got some other recruits that uh, you also might want to pay attention to. And you know what? Why don't we just get started with that? And the first name to keep an eye on is Jaden Bradley. Jaden Bradley, for anybody out there that doesn't know, is one of the absolute best players in his class. He is a six-foot two guard one of the top 10 players in the nation can essentially go anywhere he wants now Arizona has been in steady contact with him he's had by all accounts a very good visit to the University of Arizona this is the kind of guy that I think Arizona fans are accustomed to seeing on the recruiting trail and getting on the recruiting trail he's that guy he might be a one and done could be a two and done but let's be honest at this day at this stage who really cares about that all we know is that he's good and by all accounts Arizona has made a huge impression with him and the one thing that you got to look at is it seems like it's probably going to come down to Arizona, Alabama and FSU now this might be a problem if you were recruiting him for football but the good thing is we're not recruiting him for football University of Arizona is recruiting him for hoops and who knows exactly when he's going to decide but if Tommy Lloyd were to get Bradley this would be the first real shot across saying you know what we're going to be recruiting at a high high level because while he's gotten some other commits we'll talk about Dylan Anderson in a moment this would be the first elite level no brain McDonald's all-american type player and he's a guy that I think everybody at the University of Arizona would be ecstatic to see step on campus. Now, Tommy Lloyd was also in Phoenix, or excuse me, the Lloyd coaching staff was in Phoenix this past weekend looking at a plethora of kids from across the uh, across the nation, across the Southwest, and there are some names that emerged, some names that we knew going into it were good, but we didn't really know quite how good they were. And the first and foremost is a a guy that you all need to keep an eye on is Kylan Boswell. Now, Kylan Boswell's a point guard out of Phoenix, or excuse me, out of California. He played incredibly well during this, for the majority of this tournament. And he's a guy that is Arizona good. I think you look at him and you probably think to yourself, um, he can play pretty much anywhere he wants. If there was anybody that really emerged this past weekend, it was probably Boswell. Arizona's offered him, and it's a legitimate offer. They would take a commitment from him in a heartbeat. Now, he's going to have offers from all over the country in no time flat, so I wouldn't expect this recruitment to really end anytime soon. But there's a lot to like about the kid. And first and foremost is he seems to have a pretty good demeanor about himself And you always kind of wonder a little bit, you know, what is a kid going to be like when he emerges onto the set in the way he did? 
But you look at it and you think to yourself, okay, the six he's six foot one. He's twenty twenty three, obviously out of Centennial, Corona, California. He's a guy that I don't know that Arizona is going to prioritize much more in his class than Boswell at this point. But as we've as we've all seen, anytime a kid comes from Los Angeles and is a big time prospect, the pull is going to be difficult. But he's a guy that certainly you should be keeping a very close eye on. And I know that he greatly impressed Jason Shear this past weekend. Now, one other guard to keep an eye on is Milos Uzan. Now, he was very, very good for the majority of this tournament. Now, the problem, though, and this happens all the time and you always feel for the kid, but I don't feel too bad because generally things like this kind of come full circle and you don't worry about it too much. He played really poorly in front of Tommy Lloyd. Now, say what you want, but when you are at the Power 5 level, when scholarships could be at a premium because of you know past issues, you got to make sure that whatever kids you get are good enough and that they're good enough to play and hopefully good enough to play immediately. And it's tough to tell a coach like Tommy Lloyd that, yeah, yeah, I know that he played really, really poorly in front of you, but yeah. By the way, he is still really, really good. You should offer him. Now, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to impress Coach Lloyd going forward because when you get a reputation that he does at this stage, it's going to basically be, I'm going to have a chance to impress you again. And I'm sure that Lloyd is, Lloyd's no dummy. He knows that sometimes kids just have off games. And I think this is probably what he was looking at at this stage, that you know what? This kid just had an off game. He didn't play well. I'm going to watch him again. But you also have to understand, too, at the same point, though, that it's difficult to offer a kid if he doesn't play well in front of you. So those are three guards right now that you need to keep a very, very close eye on in Bradley, Boswell, and Uzan. Those are really the guys there that Arizona would love to have. And those are your three guards that are kind of emerged as those top-level prospects. And you know what? Coming up next, why don't we talk about some in-state kids? Because there are some in-state kids that either had had potential, U of A fans already know about, or are going to show up on that list. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Made In. Now, the great thing about Made In is that a lot of times... You're going out to buy cutlery or you're going out to buy knives, whatever the case may be. And it just, it's expensive. You wonder what your return on your product is. Made in is great. It's professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. I'm trying to learn how to cook. And I'll tell you one thing. This is something that I'm incredibly interested in. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools. And they're available directly to you. And it's pretty easy. Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with the promo code locked on. This is the best discount available anywhere for Maiden products. You can go to maidencookware.com backslash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 15% off your first order. And I'll tell you one thing my mom got this, and she's a big cooker, and she has not been disappointed. Let's talk a little bit of in state recruiting coming up next. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. As always, I'm your host, Mike Luke. Hope you all are having a great Tuesday. I know I am. All right. 
Arizona basketball is obviously under a little bit of a different trajectory under Tommy Lloyd right now. You're recruiting a different type of player than Sean Miller. Maybe not quite as highly ranked kids, but certainly guys that I think look to fit your system a little bit better than, you know, maybe some of Miller's guys would have. And now we're going to start looking at some in-state kids. And what's really cool about when you look at recruiting in-state guys is that a lot the prep schools, obviously, between Compass, between Dream City, those are all big time. Everybody knows, but those generally aren't kids indigenous to the state of Arizona. I like looking at the kids that are born and raised here, mainly because I think there's a little bit of a, a charm, I guess, for lack of a better term. And there are three or four kids that you look at, and some of them have familiar names. First of all, let's talk about Dylan Anderson. Dylan Anderson's been committed to the U of A, top 50 big man out of Gilbert. I'm a big fan. Now, you look at him, and he looks kind of like your typical early on Gonzaga big man. He's every bit of six foot ten. He's got long arms, but you watch him, and he's really, really thin, but he's got a very high skill level. I don't worry too much about the thin factor because a lot of these guys come in here and they're thin. That's just the way it is. And as long as he takes to weight training the way that I believe that he will, I envision him being fine. I really do. Because he's got the kind of skill set that you can't really teach. He can shoot a little bit. He's crafty down low. He moves well, which is always a big thing when I'm looking at big men. Can they move? Can they catch the ball? And more so than anything, I think when you look at a guy like Dylan Anderson, basketball just kind of comes easy to him. Now, he's got some bad habits, and Jason Shear and I have gone back and forth quite a bit about this. Some of his habits, you know, he definitely drifts, and he doesn't exactly impact in a lot of games that he should. But I don't worry about that come college time because I think Tommy Lloyd has shown that he's got a great ability to be able to work with these kind of kids, and I think that he's going to be just fine. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is going to be you know, Demonis Sabonis or somebody like that. But, you know, I look at this guy and I think that he's got an NBA future and I think that he's got a lot of potential to be able to make some money. I'm all in on the kid. I love him. I think he's going to be a three- or four-year guy here and he's going to start multiple seasons and I think he's going to fit exactly what Tommy Lloyd wants to do from a skills, shooting, passing perspective. Now, another kid that I was excited to see, but came away a little bit disappointed was Jason Fontenot Jr. Now, you might remember the Fontenot brothers. They were kind of le- they were legends coming up in the late 90s. They kind of overshadowed Channing Frye, to be honest with you, in high school. They all played together at St. Mary's. Both were quick. Both were incredibly fast up and down the court. Now, the thing that really intrigued me about Jason Fontenot Jr. was, first and foremost, I look at him and he's six foot four. Now, if his father or his brother or his uncle James were six foot four, they'd probably still be playing in the NBA. That's how good they were. But a lot of times what happens when you see guys like that, that they don't quite have their dad's build and you look on paper and you think to yourself, "Hmm, he should be pretty good. He just doesn't have that athleticism, though. Now, maybe he's able to improve it. Maybe he's able to get better. And again, when you're young, you're going to be a junior. You've already got an offer from ASU. You've already got an offer from Georgetown. So there's obviously a lot to work with there. And other teams and coaches have seen what there is to work with. But at Arizona, you're one of the biggest programs in the nation. You're looking to recruit the very best. The kind of guys that you need to be able to get are the top five, the top 10, 15, 20, 30 kids. If he's a fringe top 100 player, 
maybe you take him, but he certainly doesn't become the type of guy that you look at and you say, okay, he's a no-brainer type guy. Now, I'm not going to write off Fontenot at all because he's still got a lot of skills, but the lack of athleticism is a little bit troubling at this stage, and I think it's somebody that we certainly need to keep an eye on, but you know, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. And then the last in-state kid is a name that if you follow – you probably have a pretty idea or a pretty good idea of who this family is, and his name is Koa Pete. Now, the Pete family is basically football royalty in this state. You've got a, one one of the brothers, Andrews, is in the NFL. He was a t- first round pick out of Stanford, offensive lineman. You had two other kids, one in uh, Todd Pete, who signed with Nebraska to play football. The other one in Cassius Pete signed with Michigan State. So they turn out athletes there koa pete's probably about six foot six he's also an eighth grader so he's just going to be going into high school but and he's built a little bit differently than the brother the other brothers and that he's not thick he's more kind of sinewy but he's got the ability to be able to put on some weight he's a guy that's going to be very fascinating to watch you're not going to offer him right now because again he's basically eight but when you're already six foot six six foot seven and you've got a legitimate skill set Plus, you come from great bloodlines. I'm a big believer in bloodlines. I've always been a big believer in bloodlines. And you know what? If he continues to improve like he probably should, assuming he doesn't play football, I would imagine that he's going to be a basketball recruit and he's probably going to be a high-level basketball recruit. It just is so early, but the fact that the U of A coaching staff is fully aware of him, I think really shows that there is something there and. You know what? Those are probably three or four kids that you should keep a really close eye on because you look at it and there's not a ton of times that you come across high level division one power five players in the state of Arizona. And we've talked about a couple other kids in the past. We talked about our Mary Caraway, who's from Pueblo High School. These are these are kids, though, that maybe not. No-brain recruits, but they're certainly ones that you're going to want to keep a close eye on going forward. And the one thing about Koa Pete that I think you need to keep an eye on, though, is that Built Bar is something that he could utilize because, like we talked about, a little bit on the thin side, but you know what? He's got that ability to be able to put on some weight, and if he utilizes the Built Bar, you could be he could be looking at another guy like his brothers where, you know what, he's a top level talent, a first-round pick, but you know what? I'm not going to say the Built Bar is everything, but Built Bar is certainly a big factor when it comes to developing your strength, your muscle, and honestly, Built Bar just tastes good. So if you're Koa Pete, and again, you come from football royalty, so your parents probably know what they're doing, but being that they know what they're doing, would it surprise anyone here in the least if they've already got him onto Built Bars? I don't think so, and honestly, you're obviously a smart audience out there. I don't think you should be surprised at all either if he's consuming built Bars at this point. We're going to be staying on recruiting a lot because there's a lot of movement going on, and honestly, it's the most enjoyable time of the season outside of when the Cats are playing because it's fun to just be able to see, all right, who's that next guy right there? Who are you looking at and saying, all right, that's the guy that I want to keep an eye on, and we're going to be hitting that hot and heavy right here on Locked On Wildcats. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats.